Welcome to Canoe. I'm Junior. And I'm Jordan. We're two pastors, but don't worry, we're not going to preach. Nah, we think the best conversations happen on a canoe, especially ours. So whether you're on a run, in the kitchen, or on your commute, grab a paddle, hop in the canoe. Let's navigate a river together. The moment has arrived. Yeah. Season three. Junior, can you believe it was one year ago today that we launched this old canoe off for the first time? Yeah, one year, 30 rivers. Thousands of laughs. Millions of tears. And imagine a whole season awaits us. Oh, boy. Call us Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Sacagawea. I don't know about Christopher Columbus. He's not, uh, he's not in good graces right now. Oh, that's true. Lewis and Clark. <laughs> Lewis I don't think Clark. they've been canceled yet. We're Lewis and Clark. And Sa- with Sacagawea in the boat. Yeah, that's right. And one thing we're going uh, to introduce this yeah. season, appropriate urban dictionary word of the day. Here's the thing is we feel a responsibility to you, our faithful canoeer, yeah. to keep you up to date on the street lingo around you. Our world is changing and it's changing fast. New words every day, new lingo every day. And the meaning of words change that all the too. time. Yeah. I mean, gay, it used to mean happy. Now it means something different. This happens all the time. Right. We feel a responsibility as captains, as loyal Lewis and Clark, Sacagawea, to keep you up to date on the latest words. Yes, appropriate words. Because again, a good percentage of the lingo in Urban Dictionary, which we are not promoting, it's too a little too raunchy, it's true. even for this canoe. But at the beginning of each river, we're going to introduce the word of the river. Kind of like Sesame Street. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And you will learn. You will be blessed. And you will use it and sound totally hip. And then you'll say, yeah, I learned that from two dudes in a canoe. Today's word of the river is co-friend. Say it with me. Co-friend. Ah, muy bien, muy bien. Thanks, Dora. Can you guess the meaning of co-friend? A co-friend is someone that you're friends with at work, but don't actually hang out with on the weekends. Ah, You take lunches together, maybe catch up about your life, but you don't see them outside the office. That's so, we needed a word for that. We do, yeah. We needed that. Yeah. Junior, do you have any co-friends? I've been trying to co-friend zone you for years, but... Oh. You just keep calling and hopping in the canoe. <laughs> Is it too late to cancel this season yeah, already? I'm just kidding. We're anything but simply co-friends. But we all have co-friends, people we like, but if we were to switch jobs, we probably wouldn't talk. And there's yeah, nothing, yeah, wrong, nothing with wrong with that with necessarily. That. And now you know. It's the word of the river. Co-friend. Use it, and you'll be cool and hip. Like us. Coming up, burnout river. Ever feel like you're burning out? Oh, yeah. It's January. The gyms are packed. We got our goals. Pretty soon, we're going to feel like crashing. Yeah. And is it actually burnout, though? Wait, what did you just say? No? <laughs> is that, it's, no. Just the, it's just the burnout, that, though. That, <laughs> this is burnout river, though. Oh, I was going to say, I think the Wisconsin was coming back into me, but that <laughs> might not, be more like Irish or something. I don't know. I have no idea what that was. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we're going down burnout river, though. Is it actually burnout? Or is burnout just an overused word that people cling to when they're just uncomfortable and stretching themselves? Mm. That's the conversation that is just up the river. But before we get to that conversation, we need to remind our canoers yeah. that if we don't have We're holding them hostage. 30,000 downloads by the end of season three, this canoe is sunk. Yes. Paddles are being dropped. We quit. Done. Now, we're at about 15,000 downloads as of right now. So we've got a lot of ground to make up. Every share ups those downloads. It's the only way to save the canoe. Share these podcasts. Let's pedal hard this season and get to 30,000. So last season, we reviewed products on Amazon. 
And we're moving on to better and clearer waters. We've matured. We really uh, have. And we have a new segment that we're introducing called Sinks My Boat. Yeah, it's a segment where Jordan and I get to be wine about whatever is annoying us. I know, <laughs> suddenly this podcast is hosted by two old men griping, but we're not above that. And we know you. You're not either. That's right. Junior, the world has problems. And we need to be honest about them. And so we're, we're going to be... We just, need to point out what annoys us. We're going to be brutally honest. Yeah. And if we're all annoyed together, maybe we'll start a revolution and yep. change the world for the better. Amen. This segment is really all about making the world a better place. Um, Junior, we are saints for doing this. Let's get it. Sinks my boat. Junior, you want to know what sinks my boat? Yeah, what really grinds your gears? I'll tell you what burns my biscuits. Salts my apples. I'll tell you what really gets my goat. Or whips my nene. <laughs> you want to know what it is? It is when people get on stage, yeah. and it's always the one guy, he gets on stage and he says, let me hear ya. And then there's a normal response. Yeah. And then he comes back with a, that wasn't good enough. Right. We can do we can do better than that. And you're sitting there thinking, no, we can't do better. No. We just didn't do better than that. <laughs> and it's always funny because the second time the crowd does it, it's always either equal or worse than the first time. Right. And then he says, there we go. There we <laughs> Now I can go. Nobody likes that guy. No, don't be that guy. No, no. Because when you do, I'll tell you what, that just really burns my bacon. Yep. That sands my Bernie. That <laughs> twists my knickers. <laughs> sands my Bernie. I don't know if that's dirty. <laughs> just roll the first. <laughs> roll the music. Jordan, you ever watch Seinfeld? Oh, yeah. Absolutely love it. It's Kramer. That was like the main show growing up. The bass and everything. The oh, bass yeah. intro. So there's this one episode in Seinfeld where George Costanza figures out that if he always acts busy, nobody will ask him to do anything. <laughs> so he always walks around the office like this. This often this all flustery. Busy, 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 busy. And it's funny because it's so true. B burnout's a big word in today's culture. Right? Everyone loves yep. talking about it. Yep. Leadership. It's all about how to avoid burnout. And and we're not saying that burnout doesn't exist, okay? Because we, we know it does, right, and I know does. people it's happened to, but maybe not as much of a problem as we'd like to say it is. Yeah. We, we run the risk of becoming a society of George Costanzas, running around like we're busy and all burnt out. I mean, come on. When we ask each other how we're doing, what do we usually say? Oh, it's just our typical response. Busy. Yeah. I'm super busy. busy. I'm super good, but super busy. Busy, busy, busy. I'm so busy. <laughs> it's so true. Why do we say that? Yeah, and it's know. not like it's impressing anyone. Right. Like when, when we hear someone say it, we don't think, oh my word, that person is so cool. So They're cool. so busy. <laughs> they must be so important. Right. But we still say it all the time. It's just like in the fabric of our society. I think we feel like we have to say that we're busy. We, we feel like this social pressure to look busy or act busy because that's just what we're supposed to do. And if we don't look busy, then we must be lazy. The problem with that is we're speaking that over our life. And that is a really big deal. Speaking that over your life, what, is, what does that even mean? Well, I'm slowly learning what it means. But what comes out of your mouth impacts your thoughts. What comes out of your mouth impacts your heart. What comes out of your mouth is often self-fulfilling prophecy. So if I'm always saying, oh, I'm busy, 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 even if I'm not, I'm going to feel busy because I'm saying I'm busy. And then I get burnt out really easily. 
And truth be told, I'm not burnt out. Like, I've just been playing George Costanza my whole life. I've been acting busy and I've been speaking busy and I'm burning out, even though I could really handle more. I could be stretched. I could be, I could do more. It's just I've been speaking busy into my life and so I, I feel it. And this isn't popular. No. And maybe this seems insensitive or politically incorrect. Right. But the truth is, a lot of burnout, it's not a product of taking on too much. A lot of burnout is a consequence of the wrong mindset. Yeah, if we had a different mindset, it would be it would be different. We were made to be stretched. We were made to push hard. We were made to go beyond. Whatever our hand finds to do, we do it with all our might, as Scripture says. And that's a stretch every single time. And so when we talk about this whole idea of burnout, we first have to start with our attitude. A bad attitude is going to lead easier, lead quicker to burnout. If we're just always acting flustered and hard work and sweat bother us, you're going to get burned out way before you should. So buck up, stop acting busy, stop talking about how busy you are, stop looking miserable, put your hand to the plow, and just bust it. And this is where the podcast gets turned off and never turned back on. (laughs) And listen, we know burnout can be a real thing. It can be. But the reality is a lot of burnout can be avoided by simply having the right attitude about your work. Work is supposed to be hard, and it's supposed to stretch you, and the more you get flustered, the quicker burnout comes. Amen. And so stay poised. I feel like we're already kind of in some tricky waters. Yeah, we are. Because, again, most leadership guru stuff is all about, no, 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 don't burn out. You got to take it easy. You got to rest. You got to say no to everything. Here's a nookie and a blanket. Take a little nappy. You'll feel better. Nobody's really saying this stuff because it seems... I don't know, insensitive, but we're going to have to keep going there. So let's steer the canoe to even trickier waters here. I read a great article, Jordan, we both read this a few weeks ago from The Art of Manliness. So Uh, They're on Instagram. You should follow them. They they have fantastic content. Art of Manliness, you got to go follow them. But they posted this a, a while back, and the title was this, Burnout or Boredom? The article was so good. And basically it was saying, is it possible that a lot of burnout today is just simply because we're bored? And we're confusing the two. What? No way. There's, that's not true for me because I'm so busy, 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 busy. <laughs> I know, right? But this conversation, it's fascinating if you give it a chance. And we're going to go there. But before we go there, we got some canoes. So when we introduced canoes back in season one, it was all about finding odd news, weird news, funny news. And we've covered over 30 stories. 30 freaking stories. I mean, we should start a newspaper. We really should. The Daily Canoes. Yeah. 100 people have to buy it or we quit. (laughs) We quit. But for real, some weird stories from a woman stabbing her husband with a squirrel. Remember that one? Yeah. To astronauts wearing diapers. I mean, we've covered some weird stuff. But here's the reality. Junior, me and you, we've, we've grown as men we really have year. and so after these 30 stories we kind of look back and go were are we any better from talking about these <laughs> stories we now have two seasons under our belt we've canoed down 30 rivers i think it's time to up the game it's time to head towards some deeper waters all joking aside though i i think sometimes people don't actually know if we're joking or not right uh, canoes is in a shift though we're, we're going to take on some bigger news stories stories that everyone's talking about and junior you and i are going to talk about it from our perspective yeah as, as pastors and not in like a dry pastoral formal way we're still going to ride the edge because that's what we do but we want to talk about what everyone else is talking about just hopefully from a refreshing perspective so having said that 
Season three, canoe story number one, the new serious version of us, the metaverse. Yeah. Let's talk about it. You know what the metaverse is? Well, I just learned what it was. You know, I went to a cigar lounge and you asked me about the metaverse and uh, and I didn't believe you until you said, open up your Instagram. And I opened up my Instagram app on my phone and it said, brought to you by metaverse. I was like, oh, this is like freaky stuff here. Explain what the metaverse is. Yeah. In short, the metaverse is an alternate reality. So, you know, when you put on those goggles, you see those like Oculus goggles you put in. Yeah. You go into the metal metaverse. And so you, this alternate reality where you have your, like your, your little avatar and you can travel and you can do meet up with different people in this little yeah, avatar alternate reality world. You can start a business. You there's can go properties. in and try yeah. on clothes. You, th- there's companies, major companies, Nike, different companies have bought, who has spent tons of money purchasing properties. facilities and pro- pro- properties there. Yeah. Uh, a company just bought a half a million dollar property and in this alt verse. So here's the question. When, when we see this is, do we, number one, accept it? Hey, this is great. Do we reject it? Nah, this is stupid. Or do we redeem it? Redeem it meaning, okay, this isn't great, but I think we could do some good stuff in this. Because that's a, that's a three things. Anytime I, f- I find something new, I always ask myself, accept it, reject it, or redeem it. What, what do you think, Jordan? Because when I first hear about this, I just think this is the dumbest thing ever. This is like <laughs> when I was in middle school and like kids would play Sims. Remember Sims? Yeah. It's like, so now we're just playing Sims with goggles on. This is the dumbest thing ever. But at the same time, it's picking up speed. Yeah, you, were, you actually asked me, you were like, dude, you, I, you think that a church is going to do it? And I was like, I'm sure. The next weekend, a church opened up, Life Church, one of the biggest churches in the world, a good opened church. up a church in this metaverse and you actually have little avatars sitting in the seats yeah. watching the sermon and there's greeters so you can volunteer <laughs> at your church from sitting on your couch oh, I'm going to greet people in the metaverse yeah. now again I just think this is so dumb but at the same time it's possible you might have schools cashing in on this hey uh, so you don't get COVID you can stay in bed just put on yeah. your goggles and come to class and the teacher can yeah, d- so, teach you so do I, I I don't I think it's too harsh to say we need to reject it even though I want to, even though I want to, I think it's ridiculous. But I think there could be okay. So you have everyone working from home. How think about how easy it is now. You put on those goggles and you can all meet in like a fake conference room. That's kind of cool. I don't think it's cool at all. I think it's dumb. <laughs> I see. To yeah, me, there is right. something about physical interaction, and this is why. Um, uh, we might get some like hate mail for this, but this is why I'm not a big fan of online church. I yeah. think online church is almost like an oxymoron. That church is all about the gathering. When you look at the gathering in scripture, it's the ecclesia. It's a physical. It's it's the physical yeah. gathering. In the defense of that, though, is this is an online gathering. We're still people. Like, why do you have to be? Why do we have to be physically together? Because I think together. there's some. I mean, I've talked to too many people who they'll sit there and they'll watch online church. Or they'll say, "I'm doing online church. All you're doing is watching a service." Mm-hmm. And they walk in the doors. They haven't been into church since before yeah. COVID. It's almost two years and they, they start crying and go oh my gosh I just can't I forgot how much I needed this yeah there's something to the actual physical gathering I'm just I'm just big on that I'm not gonna let that one go yeah but at no, the same time I, I'm not gonna sit there and reject it and be the old man is like oh the computer and the internet that's just a fad totally and the reality is when you're watching online church you're not gathering with people like there's a difference I've seen some zoom small groups go that's that's a little different to me because you're still interacting and talking with people being to it sure Maybe, but online church, you're just sitting there and watching. You're yeah. not, you have no you're interaction. You're not serving. With yep. You're not worshiping shoulder to shoulder. There's something about the physical gathering of God's people, and so that I don't know. When I think about this metaverse, I'm just like, man, we're really isolating people. People are just going to stay at home more, and it's just going to drive us apart even more. So we can sit on our couch and be online about our politics, yeah. And it's just going to divide us all the more. So you'd go? Would you go to reject? Personally, I would not preach that. I wouldn't get up on the pulpit and say we reject this. But I would go home and tell my family we're not doing that crap. Uh, girls, I want you to be physically with other people. I'm going to get you an Oculus for your birthday. Thank <laughs> you.
So we live in a world that loves to scream, burn out, don't get burned out. Here's how you don't get burned out. Five reasons not, and we're here to say, you know what, that's crap. Well, maybe not all of it. <laughs> it is true though. So many leadership podcasts, books, articles, all about avoiding burnout. And it's leading to everyone self-diagnosing themselves as, oh my gosh, I must be burned out then even though they're not even doing much. By burnout, we mean overextended, stressed, overwhelmed, hands are too full. Yet, here's the kicker. Statistically, as the Art of Manliness, that, that post that we talked about, as that points out, we're doing less than ever. Our work weeks, on average, are shorter than the 1960s. We're far more comfortable and we work less than the 1800s. And on top of that, the average person has less friends than they do a century ago. They volunteer less in church. They actually have less civic duties to actually do. So we're getting less done. We're doing less. We're involved with less stuff. We have less people around us, yet somehow we're overextended, burned out, flustered, and busy, 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 busy. So then why? Well, this article argues that we're, we're actually just bored, but we misinterpret that boredom as burnout. Yeah, we're not overwhelmed. We're under-challenged. Come on, this is so hard to convince ourselves of, though, isn't it? Because we're so convinced that we have too much. There's no way that I'm under-challenged. Right? Very, very few of us in the canoe are actually going to give this a shot. But those of us who are, we're going to be better off. So don't jump out of the canoe. Stay in. Here's the thing. We were designed to live our lives in rhythms. And, and this can be huge for your just your mindset and how you even think through your weeks. This can be huge for your life. You are designed to live your life in a rhythm, waves, if you will. You go up the wave, like high stress, it's Christmas season, you're planning parties or shopping, extra shifts to buy the extra presents, or just high stress, you're at the top of the wave, and then you are designed to come down from the wave into a little bit of calm and still. You're still working hard, but you're still doing good, but it, it, the, the pile is less high. There's less on the calendar, there's less on the desk. And then you were designed to then go right back up to the top of the wave. So you live in these rhythms, back and forth, up and down. And Junior, we talk about this. Life isn't so much a marathon. I no. think that's what we think. I think it's just this one long, all-out sprint your whole entire life. No, yeah. Well, no, it's a series of sprints. You run hard, you bust it, you stretch yourself, you feel overwhelmed, you get your heart rate up, and then you slow down a bit. And you bring your heart rate down, and you cut your breath, and then you sprint again. What's interesting is that studies actually show that whenever you're on that wave, high stress or calm, you actually crave the other part of the wave. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is. So if you're stressed, you crave calm. And if you're calm, you actually, believe it or not, crave stress because you were designed to bounce between. You were designed to stretch yourself and then catch your breath. Exactly. So this is what the article is arguing, that so many of us were actually not challenged enough. We're in calm water. We want to be stretched. We, we want to feel like we're pushing and busting in. That's so why, so why we pretend, you know, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. We're actually craving to be like that. But in reality, we're under-challenged. We're, we're, we're more bored. And here's another fascinating thought. Being under-challenged results in a condition that makes you feel a lot like being over-challenged. You feel fatigue because you want to be fatigued. But in reality, you're actually the opposite. I don't know. Again, this is so hard to believe, but this is why you'll run into someone who seems like they should not be complaining they're busy. 
You know, they're like, they're retired. They live on a golf course, but they'll say, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I have two appointments this week. I heard that the <laughs> other day in, in like in the lobby in church. It's like, hey, how's your week? He's like, I got a busy week. I got two doctor's appointments. It's like, bro, there's seven days in the week. <laughs> what are oh, you talking about? Word. You're not busy. We hear that all the time as pastors. You talk to like a missionary or someone in church or another pastor, and they're like, oh my word, I'm so busy. And you're like, oh, wow, man, what's going on? I started a Bible study. I got to prepare this lesson now. Or uh, I, I'm super busy. M the mother-in-law is staying with us. And, it, and it's like, what? That's not stress. <laughs> like like at all. Or, or if you're a young parent or if you hear someone talk about, oh, man, busy week. I just got a new dog and I'm trying to sleep train oh them. Oh, my I'm just, like, You have no idea what busy and stress looks like. A dog? Like, yeah. come on. Right. And what's playing out is, is they're actually bored. They're craving challenge, but they're misinterpreting it. And Junior, truth be told, we all do this, don't we? Yeah. And sometimes it's our way of showing how much we mean to the world. Yeah. If I'm busy, it's giving me this sense of achievement and pride. The world right. needs me. Yeah. But in reality, when we carry ourselves that way, we not only speak self-fulfilling prophecies, but we struggle to connect with people. Like, for example, when I see a busy person, I think I don't want to bug them with any sort of like friendship. They're busy. I, I should just let them be. Let them go be busy. I think this is why our world is becoming more and more disconnected other than the metaverse. We're all acting busy, struggling to connect with each other. And if we just decide, okay, I'm going to knock it off. Even if I'm busy, I'm just going to knock it off. I'm going to be present. I'm going to be in the moment. We'll find better, more meaningful connection and more stamina to do more in life. Instead of living this pseudo Busyness George Costanza, which sounds just like a miserable, terrible legacy to leave behind. You know what would be really funny, Junior? Next time someone asks us how we're doing, what if you actually said, oh, nothing, I'm not busy. <laughs> like, just see what happens. Right. And just look at them. They would shock them. F yeah. First, the, you know, the person you're talking, they'd be so surprised. Right. right. no one ever says that. Right. Yeah. But to say, no, you know what? I'm not busy. It does a couple things. One, it's you not allowing and speaking that over your life. And it's making that excuse go in the topics of conversation, but it's also doing something else. It's letting that other person know, hey, you know what? I'm right here. Yeah. Like I'm in the moment. I'm with you. Yeah. And later I'm going to be in that moment too. Now, do I have responsibility I'm carrying? Of course I do. Do I have a lot on my plate? Sure. But I'm not busy. Like I'm right here. I'm in the moment. And our world needs more of that. The world desperately needs more of that. A lot of us are actually bored. And I know you don't believe it, but I think you're probably bored. It's just probably true. The remedy for this is drop the phone. The screen time is exhausting. I think that's a lot of our busyness is we're just stuck on our phones and it's just sucking the life out of us and we just feel exhausted for that reason. So drop the phone, get in the gym, eat healthy, up the quality of your work, challenge yourself, get on the top of the wave, then plan this weekend to really relax. Not sit on your phone. That's not relaxing. Get a book. Enjoy the Sabbath. Kick back. Catch your breath. Then Monday rolls around. You hit the you hit the ground running. You hit it hard next week. Back in the gym, tackling that stack on your desk. It's real pushing, and then real relaxing. It's getting that rhythm into your life. That's what you were made for. But if you neuter both, you end up feeling fatigued. Not really doing a ton at work, but I'm not really actually genuinely relaxing. And it's just that's it, it, a fatigue, and it's not a good fatigue. That's just miserable, spinning your wheels, not pushing yourself worn out fatigue no you decide real push you're gonna push it hard this week then real relaxation this weekend that's what lowers your chances of burnout and listen we know that 
we're paddling upstream on this one. Yeah. I mean, books, other podcasts, articles, they're going to disagree with us. They're going to coddle you, and they're going to push other remedies. Listen, we think, not all, but we think a lot of that's just total crap. Right. Most of us aren't burned out. We're bored, and we really need to push it and then really relax. Those who went before us, those 100 years ago, 1,000 years ago, I think if they were to visit us today, they would probably laugh at our busyness. Oh, you're busy because <laughs> you got a new dog. Okay. But the truth is, if we were to stay there and pretend to be busy like we're pretending to be busy, we live lives that just don't count for much. We think you're capable of more than most books say you're capable of. Our podcast thinks you're capable of more than other podcasts say you're capable of. So with every river, we end with try it out. Let's put some legs on this. Let's just talk about this. Let's actually take a challenge together, all the canoe together. Here's the challenge for this one. Act not busy. We're That's all so acting good. busy right now. And the way to get over this is to act namaste. I'm all right. Which part of it means you can't say the word busy. Got to get that out of your vocabulary. Next time you have a conversation, you're not going to resort to, oh, I'm pretty busy this week. And that's just... Hey, you know, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm here. I got, lot, I got some stuff on my plate, but I'm good. And you start speaking that self-fulfilling prophecy in your life. You're okay. You're okay. You can handle more. May, yes, burnout is a real thing, but you can handle more. And I'm going to speak that over my life. Junior, that, I don't know about you, but that was a that was a good start to season three. It was. You got a good season ahead of I'll us. I'll tell you what, Junior. I don't know if I can do more episodes. I just kind of feel burnt out. <laughs> Just kidding. I am ready to go, and I hope you are too. I hope you're ready to add 30,000 downloads yeah, to our podcast. Yeah, I wonder if we aimed too high, Jordan. 30,000 is a lot. I wonder if we aimed too low. Yeah? I want, you know what, Junior? I want 35,000 <laughs> downloads. Yeah, we're not going to do that. We're <laughs> sticking at 30,000. All right. The, honestly, the only way we're going to get there is if our yeah. typical people who listen but don't share... Start to share. Yeah, that's really the only way we're going to beat this. We've yeah. got some faithful canoers who share every single river. And then we have we parasites. So thank you. We have people sucking on our teats, <laughs> running yeah. to the store, and that really grinds my gears. That grinds my that freaking spanks gears. my pancakes. That really gets my goat. All right, so share this podcast. Get it out there. Share it with a friend. We really want to hit thirty thousand downloads because we would love for this not to be our final season. But hey, we love you. We'll see you next river. Yeah.